we're back for episode four of the Heart and Hustle podcast, and this week we're going to be talking about time management, which I know is extremely important for all small business owners. Definitely. It's so important to make sure that your time is managed well, is used efficiently, and that you don't get lost in the matrix of time. (laughs) And I also feel like time management is one of those things that regardless of if you're starting out or if you're extremely established, if you're, you know kind of struggling or if you're really successful, I feel like we all kind of struggle with time management. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't own a business. Time management is something that every single person struggles with. I would say I have like a hard time managing my personal time. I think I might be actually worse about that than, you know, time spent when I'm working for my business. So it's like something that applies to pretty much everyone who is adulting. (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much. Even if you're not adulting, because even in high school, you still have to be responsible for your time. I think that's when you're thrown into the world of managing your own time. Yeah. And it's. I don't think it's something that's really taught very well in school. I mean, I know that they... They try and, you know, I just, I really never learned anything in school or in college that actually helps me, like, do anything with time management whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. So, we're going to kind of start out talking about... um Just like your daily schedule and planners, which there's about a million planners out there. There's so many good ones. I feel like they're definitely not one size fits all. Uh, But I personally, like I started using the day designer this past year. And I remember I told my husband like how much it was going to be. And he's like, you're spending that on a planner? (laughs) And (laughs) he was like freaking out about it. And then I got it and he saw like how amazing it was. And when he kind of started his own side hustle, he's like, wow, I really completely understand this right now. Like, because it really maps out everything that you would possibly need. And you can schedule things by the hour, which is so important for me because I run multiple businesses. And I always feel like I, if I just like go up to my computer and say, okay, let me start working. I have no idea what to do first. Right. You can't go to your computer with a blank space. You just need to be able to know what you're going to do, focus on what you're doing and look at it. I'm a visual person, so I like to visually look at my things, and I also am old school. So I decided to try out the day designer planner that they had at Target, because I was like, I can't invest that much in a a planner right now, but I do want to try it out. And I really like it. I like it a lot. I might buy the big one, because I like it so much. Yeah. I would say I also use, like, because I'm, like, crazy, so I have multiple planners. Like, I think that people think I'm organized, but it's really just because I have, like, five planners. (laughs) Um, So I also have, like, the sugar paper one from Target, which is really fantastic. I have two of those. I have, like, one that's more of, like, the day designer type one, and then the other one that's, like, the monthly view. And one is for, like, my blog. Like, I basically have one for every different – so, like, one's for photography, one's for my blog, and one's for, like, consulting other businesses. And that way it just kind of keeps it nice and organized organized and like but the day designers where I literally write out like I'm gonna work out I'm gonna brush my teeth like I literally write out like every wake up element of my life of what I will do and then I have to think about it you know what I mean and then like I schedule free time as well I feel like that's a big thing right though I totally schedule free time I'm also gonna be like the objective person I did not love the sugar paper planner and that's just because okay. of the lack of details that they had because I mean if I I came from using a moleskin like a couple years ago and I yeah. loved it because it was blank. But when I started working for myself and having a baby, I needed something that had a bit more structure. So I thought, I yeah. think the day designer is definitely one of the best in terms of providing structure. And my friend, uh, Laura, she also has the blog action planner, which I give to all my brand new blogging yes, clients. And it's like the best blogging planner. Like it's it is. completely it's detailed. It's an amazing blogging planner. Yeah. Like if you're a blogger, Straight up, just get that one. Yeah. Like, like, don't even look. Like, honestly, like, don't even look. Because not only does it keep you organized, but it actually like inspires. Exactly. Your yeah. Yeah. She does like I, the post The sugar paper planner is like definitely plainer. I feel like for me, the reason it works is because I I work with it and a day designer. So one, like, I use them all for different things. Right. You know what I mean? So that's it is it's so true. Like w- like what one person you know uses is not going to work for the exactly. next. Exactly. It really depends on like what your day looks like, how structured you are. I feel like you and I are, are more structured than some business owners because we run multiple businesses, we work with clients, you know, and we're managing their stuff. Whereas, like, let's say um, you're, like, a freelance artist and you're doing that full-time, you run a business doing it, but you spend most of your day, like, doing the actual art. So you're painting, you're, you know, maybe painting shoes, painting on canvases. That's a lot of your day. Right. You probably don't need to schedule things out by the hour. You know what I mean? 
you're probably not working on like a different task every hour. So for those people, I feel like a sugar paper planner or something like that could possibly be a better fit. Exactly. And if you want to start planning by the hour, I think a sugar paper planner is a basic template where you could do that. So it's not just like, hey, get in your face because you have larger blocks of time when you just freelance. Like you say, from 8 to 12, I'm just working on my art from 12 to 2. I'm taking a lunch break. Whereas I'm like, from 8 to 8.30, from 8.30 to 9. And then I also, um, something that I learned because I had an administrative background is adding in travel time. And so I literally schedule my travel time in between here and there. So I know it takes me 15 minutes to get to one of my retainer clients' office. That's 15, like, including putting on my shoes and checking the mirror and using the bathroom and then getting on the road. So I always just add in a block of 15 minutes before and after I go to meetings there. And I think that has helped me tremendously. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I add in, for, like, working out, I add in my showers. Because, you know what I mean? Like, I know that if I don't write it out and, like, make the time for it, then I just won't work out. So, (laughs) like, I know that, like, during the day, like, during my, I I kind of, now what I do is I work through my lunch break because I'm, like, I work from home so I can just eat in front of my computer. Like, it's fine. But I take an hour to work out and then I know that I'm going to need another 45 minutes to, like, shower and kind of, like, get ready again. So, you know, every day, like, I'm doing that. So there's an hour and a half block just for working out every right. single day. If I don't write it down, like, if I don't write it down, I'll make an excuse and I'll be like, oh, I could edit these photos or I could, you know, send some emails. Like, I'll make up an excuse. Yeah. Basically. That's why I like group fitness classes because it makes me have to go at a certain time or else I'm wasting my money. (laughs) I like, well, I work out in my living room because I do beach body. So I'm like, and that's like the only thing that I feel like because it's right there, it's harder for me to make an excuse. Like if I have, like I do work out in the evenings with John, but it's like, it's easier because like he's going. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'll go. Might as well go. Don't want to be at home. Not working out. Like, you feel really bad, like, when your husband's like, okay, babe, like, I'm going to go to the gym, and you're just, like, sitting on the couch, you're like, mm, I guess I'll go, like, I live five minutes away, whatever. But, there, like, if it's just me, I'm like, there's very minimal chance that I will leave the house. So I'm like, just putting in a video is pretty much, I'm guaranteed to do it. Like, it's hard to make an excuse to not right. put in a video. And- yeah. And I say also the happiness planner. I don't know like how new it is. I haven't heard about it until like just the past few months. I didn't hear about it until today. (laughs) I don't know if it's like a newer planner, but it like looks super adorable. And obviously I love happiness. So I'm like, it's right up my alley. So I'm like, that's another one. My friend Stephanie is using it this year for the first time. She already got hers and like adores it. So I'm like, huh, maybe I might have to try that one too. Like, I feel like I can never have enough planners. No, and it's really cute. I mean, I looked at the site for a very long time. It's adorable. And I like that it comes in different, like, shades. And it's just like, hey, look at me. And it's detailed. So it's not just a, you know, blank planner. It has templates and things like that. So it looks really cool. Well, let's say that's what's really great about today's planners is a lot of them um, offer a lot of customization. So if you find a company that you really like and you love how they lay out maybe their original planner. If you look into the company, they probably have a lot of different options for, you know, that will fit your needs a little bit better. So that's, I I kind of love that. Like just how, how specific they're getting now. Yeah, I do too. And I also like that it offers like designers a chance to create templates that work with other designers or even bloggers. Like they create templates to go into these planners because you do invest 120 150 dollars in a planner you want it to be a one fit all solution so being able to go online to etsy and download a you know printable add-on to the planner for like 99 cents is amazing it really is and i was gonna say like i know a lot of people just have like they're like okay i'm just gonna get whatever you know and i understand like it sounds crazy to spend you know a good chunk of money on a planner but what people I think sometimes forget is like you are going to use it every day yeah. like when I was talking to my husband about it I'm like uh don't judge me for this planner because I am going to use this literally every single day and there's not very many things that I can think of that every single day I'm going to use like without a doubt you know what I mean it's like I have a very very nice toothbrush because I know I'm gonna use it <laughs> every single day right. you know what I mean like those are the sort of things that you really should be investing in. Like if you can buy 
a hundred dollar purse or if you can buy, you know, a hundred dollar dress or whatever, you can buy a planner. You know what I mean? Like it's not necessarily as fun at first, but once you get your life organized, you're going to be like, this is amazing. Right. You definitely, when you have a business, you learn to prioritize things that make your business more efficient. And so you stop like waiting out on purchasing those things or investing time into those things. You immediately wake up and you're like, I need to get organized. What do I need to do? So you go and Google it. But starting out your business, you may not know that it's important to just invest in yourself. And it's okay to invest in your business because yes. it's what you want to be your lifeblood. You know what I mean? That's your legacy. That's what you're doing right now. It's important to you. So you need to invest back in that. And don't let people like say, why are you spending money on planning? Because I'm sure all everybody has that friend that's like, Oh, yeah. I'm spending that much money on a planner. It's because it's my business and I need to be organized to the way that makes me more efficient. Yeah. I feel like I would take an amazing planner over a coach purse any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> the time. Yes. So like another way that you can manage your time, there's just basically a million awesome apps out there. And again, this is same as the planner. Like it's not one size fits all. So what works for some people might not work for others, but there's definitely enough different apps to try out there to find the ones that work the best for you. Right. And I know that you use like a ton of them because yeah. you're such a person. <laughs> I, I really do use a lot of apps, but the easiest, freest thing to use if you wanted a calendar solution, which I also use and I've been using for years, is Google Calendar because it's on my yes. phone. I have an Android phone. I'm sorry that I'm that person. But I use my (laughs) Google Drive is basically how I run my business. Everything is on my drive and it's free. So I can't say no to free and having a system that integrates with that. And we have Chromecast. So it just integrates into my life. So we, um, my husband and I have been using Google Calendar for years, like since the beta or whatever. And we also share each other's calendars. So I know what he's doing. I know where he needs to go or because we we have one car. So it's important to know like the schedule. So I can just pick up my phone at any moment and I see my schedule and his schedule. And I know we have a meetup tonight, 7 p.m. And it's on both of our calendars because we're both going (laughs) um, to the meetup. But it's important for me to be able to access that information no matter where I am. And that's something that a physical planner can always do because the more expensive the planner is, the heavier it is usually and the bigger it is. And they don't just fit into your purse. You can't take a clutch and a planner with you. Like, it's just a lot to handle. So having stuff on my phone makes it so much easier. I was going to say, I definitely agree. Like, I don't bring uh, my day designer anywhere. I don't bring any of my planners anywhere for the most part just because... Like, sometimes I normally have, like, a little planner that I can, like, fit into my purse that'll have, like, like oh, it's almost like a copy of, like, you know, dates that are very important just yeah. in case something would happen to my phone. But, um, yeah, like, it's so important to have it with you there on your phone and be able to access it. And, again, if you're married or if you have, like, a business partner or something, like, being able to sync, you know, your calendars is absolutely amazing. And then it also saves you time. Like, my husband has, like, a regular job, so... There's times where I can't, like, call him in the middle of the day and be like, hey, I have a question, like, you know. Right, you can just go and to so, the calendar. Yeah, it's so great to go in and be like, okay, I know he said that he has, we have to go to, like, a work party for him next week, and I can look it up and say, oh, there it is on the 17th, like, no worries. I don't have to call him and ask him about everything because it's right in our shared calendar. Exactly. So that, it's like a, a time saver for sure. It definitely is. And what I like about using it on the Android is that when I pull down the calendar view, so this is the month view, and it's like little colored dots and that represents all of the calendars that we have. And I have like nine different calendars for myself. <laughs> Um, but they're all different colors. So when I log in and when I see the like daily view, I can see like pink is like my personal stuff. Like green Mm -hmm. is my workout stuff because healthy is green and dark blue is David's stuff and like yellow is client stuff. So I can just have an idea of where I am and where I'm going. I also see from the calendar view, like the month view, if like there are no dots, that means nothing is happening. And in the month of December, there are only two days that don't have dots on them, and not one of them is Christmas. So, oh, man. <laughs> I know, like, I can, it really stresses me out when I think about it, but it is. I mean, that's how busy we are. So, we need a solution that we can share constantly where we both can see what's happening. I'd say I'm so big into color coding. Like, I use yep. it in Google Calendar, and then I'm really old school. 
And I also use it in my sugar paper planner. Yeah, like, different pins for different Yes, stuff. I totally. have, well, no, I have, I have, like, highlighters. That's okay. how I slam. Yeah, like. You're like, highlight. And I have all the different highlighters. I have green, blue, yellow, orange, and pink for, to just highlight all the different areas of my life. And at the beginning, uh, or at, towards the end of every month, um, I sit down and like at that point I've normally already had things filled in and then I go through and highlight depending on what area they're in and just like being able you know to like you said like being able to just see that and quickly visualize and say okay this is what I have going on personally this is professionally this is health and I really feel like the color helps you see that there's like balance in your life right. you know yeah. like if you just see if your work color is blue and you see a whole bunch of blue and you're not seeing green for health and you're not seeing pink for personal you know like okay things are getting a little out of hand here i need to make sure that i'm seeing a little bit more of a rainbow right exactly it totally helps me like not overdo something especially when it comes to meetings Mondays are usually my terrible instance. It's the holidays. It hasn't been so bad. But usually I have like four to five meetings on Mondays. Yeah. And so the whole day, it's, and it's usually like one client or two clients. So it's like back to back their colors. And it just looks like I'm obsessed with these people every Monday. Um, it's very stressful. But I mean, it's just all about creating balance and knowing how to manage your time well, which is something that takes time and it takes practice. Oh, definitely. Definitely takes practice. I was going to say, another really great app um, is Rescue Time. And it's basically an app that tells you how much time you're wasting or where you're being productive. And it's for your desktop or your laptop. So you use it on the computer. And it basically will just kind of track, like, okay, what are you doing? And, you know, it'll kind of show you, like, well, this is where you're, like, entering a time suck, where you're spending too much time here just kind of doing nonsense. And then it'll show you, like, these are the times of the day where you're most productive right. and you're actually getting things done. And that really helps because, and I know, I think you mentioned it in a previous episode that there's sometimes, like, I think we were saying, like, around 2 o'clock for you, you're right. like, I, I'm not going to work. Like, nope. it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to try. And it's so great that, like, you know the times where you're not productive. And I'm the same thing, like, I know that for me, I work better um, in the early morning and the yep. late night. I think it's because there's not as many people out. There's not as much things happening. So if I need to do creative work, I tend to do it early morning or late at night. Right. And I don't really attempt to do it in the middle of the day because I know that that's not going to be where I'm most creative. So that's where I'm doing emails and bookkeeping and stuff like that. Yeah. So an app like Rescue Time would be fantastic for anybody that doesn't understand where they spend their time or are you confused about how your days go by so quickly, which happens if you're starting out and you're just working from home on your own, you don't know how you got from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. so quickly, you can use Rescue Time and it takes you back and you're like, oh, I did spend three hours on BuzzFeed. That's not okay. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I, I do it at night. Like, I'm really bad. I just, because I am a terrible sleeper, so I waste all my time when I should be probably I, sleeping. I, you and David are robots because you like never sleep. <laughs> like you texted me today at like five thirty seven, and I've already been up for like three. Hours. And I'm just like, why are you awake right now? I was like, like I should wait like, until at least the sun is almost late the night before too. Like I feel like we texted maybe like you know like at ten or something. Yeah. And then you're texting me again at five, and I'm like, how is she awake? Nah, I'm a terrible sleep. That's terrible sleeping, which makes it seem like I I get a lot done, which is great, but it's not it's not healthy for you, so don't do it. Um, another yeah. app that I use um, personally because I have a lot of retainer clients or any clients that I charge. Not that I charge every client by the hour, but I like to track my hours when I'm working on client work just so I can always go back and look and see how long it took me to complete a task or a project. And my husband and I both use Toggle, which is just a time management software. It just records your time whenever you set, turn it on. So say if I'm in a meeting, I will turn on Toggle and I'll say this is how long I spent in a meeting, client meeting, or like, a, like an introductory client meeting, which is important because you can waste two to three hours of your time on a client that you may not get. So it's yeah. important for me to record just anything I do that has to do with clients. I always, um, it has the ability to, one, color code, and then you can um, you can categorize things by projects and by clients. You, my, two of, my two retainer clients have their own thing, and then they have sub, like, projects underneath. So anytime I'm working on a new project with them, I just create a new project. It's under the same color, so I know it's the same client. And then I can see how long it takes me to do something, which is amazing because I have... I bill by the hour for my retainer clients. And yeah. so I can just extract that and it goes straight into FreshBooks. 
and I create an invoice and then I get paid and I don't have to do anything because it's just me pressing play and pressing stop and knowing how many hours that I work. And it's amazing how many hours I do spend doing things. And it amazed me a lot after I had a baby. I was just confused. And so like, I was like, I'm not getting anything done. And then I went back to my toggle and I was like, you're spending 20 to 30 hours working and you have like a six week old. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I would say you, you definitely like went right back to work. <laughs> yeah, I went to work. I had a baby Monday and I went to work Friday. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's that's not okay. good. <laughs> Don't do I would that. Say, and I'm like very big on downtime. Like I just, I'm one of those people that need it. And John and I are both like crazy sleepers. Like we love sleep so much. Like we're the opposite of you and David. Like we, no, we David loves sleep. Like don't, like he loves but it. But he can like survive yeah, without he can survive sleep. without him. But like, he John loves sleep. John and I sleep. cannot. Like we have to have at least seven hours, but like to honestly work and be at our best, like we need eight. Like I mean like eight solid hours of like not waking up, like solid, solid sleep. So for me, like we have to schedule out like when we're going to go to bed because if not, like I'll just keep working and I'll just get into a project and be like, Oh, I'm so into this little bot. So that's kind of where like this, the scheduling our personal schedules of our night routine and like our morning routine are really helpful because they kind of get me like ready for the day or ready to end the day. And then I also think that having those routines in place, just like, May, again, it makes it easier to get all those extra things that we need to get done done without having to like think about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm better at having a not a necessarily routine, just a set of things that I know that I need to do every night because I have a almost toddler, and so when you have a child, they need routines. It sucks, but they need them. Um, so I'm really good about getting her to bed at 7:30. Usually, is the latest, and if we're out, then it changes but she you know gets her bath she gets her bedtime story she gets her jammies and she goes to sleep and then I like we work for 30 minutes maybe a little bit after that and then we'll like watch tv or just talk or read a book together while we're eating yeah Yeah. we have to have our downtime to like like to process all the parenting things that happen or all the crazy stuff that you can't say in front of your child you need it like after they go to sleep so you can get it all out of your system and then we just kind of hang out until we fall asleep or usually David gets up and starts working because he works all morning (laughs) in the late hours of the morning or the early hours of the morning whereas I go to bed at like 9 30 10 o'clock I'm done that's impressive though yeah, but I'm not. So you, you just wake so up good. a lot, basically. <laughs> yeah, but I just wake up easy. I've always had my okay, internal I'm, clock. Like, is... I'm like one of those people that like when I used to be a light sleeper, but like now, like when I go to sleep, it's like I feel like someone could just like stand and dance on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I hope that John and I are not like that when we have kids. Because and like everyone always tells me like, oh, like when you have a kid, like when you hear their noise, like it'll be instinctive and you'll get up. But like right now, I'm like I don't know because we just like both are out like. Yeah. People will call, like, people call me or text me, like, like, my friend texted me this morning at 7, he's like, oh, I'm sorry to text you early, and, like, I was up, but I was like, if I wasn't, I wouldn't have heard it, like, when you texted me at 5, I had no idea. (laughs) Like, like, it's right next to my head, and I completely sleep through, I can turn off my alarm in my sleep, so, again, that's why scheduling is important for me. Sleep is, I can't sleep, so, but, I mean, when you have those issues, it's important that you already know the solution, you found the solution. And scheduling yeah. things out is the solution. Whereas if I get an alarm, I know I'm not going to sleep if I know I have an alarm set for 7 o'clock in the morning. I won't sleep because I know I'm going to, the moment I fall asleep, I'm going to hear the alarm and I'll be really upset about it. I'd rather just wake up and wait for 7 o'clock than to go to sleep with an alarm. Like, that's why I hated working because David needs an alarm. Like, he needs an alarm to get up. And so yeah. I would know at 7.30 his alarm is going to go off and I'd be sitting there. From 5 to, like, 7.30, staring at the ceiling, <laughs> being really upset because I know alarm's going to go off. Whereas on the weekends, for some reason, you know, knowing that the alarm is off, I would slept fine. But I just, I don't, I don't want the alarm. interesting. Yeah, so you to, like, banish alarms forever. Yes, I don't use an alarm. Unless I know that I'm knocked out, like I need a nap or something, and I need to yeah. get up at a certain time. That's, yeah, I mean, like, I'll, I set one for, like, naps. I set one for, we set, like, three each every day. Oh, my, God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We don't get out of 
bed until the third one. We basically, it's so funny because if someone were to like record this and just watch it, they'd probably laugh their asses off because literally the first one goes off without like thinking. We both kind of like roll to the sides on our, our, you know, each side of our bed, turn them off with one click and then roll back to the middle and cuddle. And we do that over and over and over again. Oh like, because it's you like know, the it's, green, like the traffic light. So you guys are like yeah, a red light. And then it's, like, like we put three alarms, but then the snooze button keeps like going and going and going. And it takes us like, we have to have like a good 30 minutes of alarms going off every like five to 10 minutes. Oh my for goodness. For us to see like we can find. I'm like, get just get up already. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, I think that we, we have to be mad at our alarms, basically, in order, and we know we can't turn them off, because if we do, we will definitely, like, sleep through, like, he won't get to work on time, like, he'll just sleep through, you know, all of that. I wish I knew the sleep, like, routine. I wish sleep loved me as much as it loves you. Um, sleep loves us so much. Like, oh it's goodness. quite ridiculous. I was going to say, another really great app, though, if you like Google Calendar, um, is Trello, and it's similar to Google Calendar in that you can link it to other people's um, apps and you can see everything in real time, which is awesome. But it's basically like a gigantic task list. Right. And um, I use it for personal and professional stuff. You can use it to manage clients. You can use it to manage uh, freelancers. So it's really user-friendly. It's super easy. It's like life-changing. And, um, I, like my friend Elle actually told me about it when I interviewed her for the women in business series on my blog. And she said that, um, her and her husband use it to grocery shop and basically they'll split the list up depending on like which side of the store they're on. And they'll like check things off the list in real time. And I'm like, that's amazing. So it's really, really fantastic and really, really easy to use. So if you are a fan of Google Calendar, you will love Trello. Go ahead and download it. It's free and it's awesome. Yeah. So if we're talking to do task managers, I think we could have a whole different podcast because I've used so many, including Trello. So I won't get into all of the many. We'll do a podcast about it like because I have so many. <laughs> yeah, there are. I'm going to say like having like a great workflow is a really great way to manage your time. And I think that a lot of people, when they first start out, um, that's not really something that someone can do for you. Like you can learn, okay, this is how this person does their workflow, but you really have to think of like, what's best for you. What's best for your clients. Look at your personal life, look at the setup of your business. And you have to create those systems that really help move you along in your day quickly. And of course, when you hire other people, sometimes you're handing those some of those tasks off to other people. So you have to think like, okay, is this time consuming and something I don't really need to be doing? And you hand that off to somebody else. So I think for me, that was one of the hardest areas of business for me was learning the best way to have certain systems, you know, for my workflow. Right, definitely. We are a system because we've always worked together. So coming up with systems very early was very important to me. I also am very, I'm a just very detailed person when it comes to documenting the process, which is why we record our time because I need to know what we've been working on and how we're spending our time and also how that applies to the productivity of getting projects done and out the door. And when you're a project oriented business, when you're service oriented, you really have to make sure that you're doing things in a timely manner according to how you specified that information to the client. I also always provide like a timeline to our clients on when they can expect deliverables Which to is be nice. delivered to them and that. when they should be sending us deliverables. So we all like, it Oh just... my God, that's genius right there. Because I feel like I hear from so many entrepreneurs, like, Oh my God, my clients, oh right. my God, I can't move on with the project because I'm waiting on this from them. Right. Um, and when that's an issue, I mean, I don't, I usually don't badger people because I'm like, you You do realize when you sign the contract, it's stated several times that you're supposed to send something to me by this date. That's so great, though. I feel like a lot of people don't do that. And I would say, like, some, but for, as someone, because I'm kind of on the other side of that, like, I've often hired designers to create my websites and such in the past. And, um, you know, I'm always, like, trying to stay really on top of it because I'm like, I know they can't move along with their work right. until I've given them what they need. Um, so that's just fantastic to have yeah. a schedule. So it's just written out and it's like, they know they owe you that by that date. Yeah. That's and it's not just deliverables, it's feedback too. So in my, if oh, we send cute. out a deliver, like say we send out, we have a milestone, we send out the, inf like the preview for our site and we say, you have three days to give us back client feedback. 
you don't give us back in three days, then the project is delayed however many days that you delay it. And depending on how long you delay it, we charge because once a project's delayed a certain amount of time, we start working on something else. We don't have time to get back into your timeline. So it's very important for us to make sure that things are just going easily and going with the flow because if the flow is disrupted, it also like may destroy the pattern of another project. And we don't want to have our clients being delayed because clients in the past are delaying things on their end. We always just keep things moving forward. So when you were starting out and you were creating like your first systems, like what, how did you do that? Like, how did you go through that process of being like, this is the order of how we're going to do things? One of the good things about what I did, because I had a regular job, like I had an, and I, my, I, my job was mostly either a creating systems or using existing systems that other small businesses were already using. I've worked for a lot of small businesses. The only enterprise level business I worked for was Disney. So I just took what they were doing, and either if I improved upon it at work, I just took that information and went home. One of the things I learned about the construction business when I worked for a general contractor is how they implement change orders for pretty much anything that pops up in the middle of a project. And I was wondering why we didn't do that. Like, Why were we not offering the change orders? Why were we just making changes that were outside of scope? So anytime that something comes to us that's not in the scope of what we do, we give people change orders and they have a request form that I basically, I didn't copy it, but it's very similar to what I learned from the general contractor that I was working for. And I, you know, designed it and customized it to fit our needs. And we send it out to our clients and say, hey, if you want to change, it's outside of what we've already agreed upon. It's going to cost this much. We need you to sign this and then we can implement it on this date. And then it gets added back into the timeline where you send it out. So I just, a lot of experience, a lot of reading went into it. The you know, having a personal design agency isn't brand new because, I mean, if anybody's watched Mad Men, you know how marketing agencies work. But when it comes to the digital side, it is new. So there is a lot of management, yeah. you know, digitally. You have to understand how things work and how emails operate and how to do it in a way that doesn't drive you crazy. And it was just a lot of trial and error and just basically reading about what other industries do because this hadn't been done before. Nobody had ever wrote a guide to how to have your digital business survive. Like, it was brand new. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just a lot of learning. Well, I was going to say, like, I just feel like having those systems in place are really what, that's to me the most important (coughs) part of time management because I think that you can feel like you're busy all day. And I know in the past, like, I've definitely done this before where, like, I felt like, oh, my God, I'm so busy. I'm, like, always in front of my computer Like, what is the deal? I feel like I'm never catching up. And it's because I didn't have good systems in place. I think it's really important not to confuse long hours with hard work. Right. It's not the same thing. You know, you can be working all day and you can not have good systems in place and you're not getting a lot done because it's not the same as efficient hard work, you know? So it is, it's, it's one of the most important things of time management. And I think like, you know, kind of like piggybacking off of the apps. There's so many apps that are beneficial, but of course now in this world of Facebook and Instagram and all these other things, there's a lot of apps that we have to use as business owners that are beneficial, but then they can also kind of be time sucks. And I feel like it can be difficult for people to walk that line of like, okay, here I am on Facebook for my business and I'm posting articles for my business and I'm commenting for my business and, oh, let me just scooch on over to my personal page And then 30 minutes later, you've wasted, you know, a good chunk of time on pretty much nothing. Right. And you've gone back to high school and you've like signed into your (laughs) 10 year reunion and you're seeing drama. Like it's important to be able to set boundaries for yourself. And if you're not good at setting boundaries, you almost need to find something that sets the boundaries for you. And I think there are apps that like don't allow, allow you to access social media during a certain amount of time if you set it. And if you're yeah, a person that you're addicted, a lot of like apps that you can use to block certain websites during the day, which is beneficial, I think. And then I know a lot of people will say, I don't have certain apps on my phone. Like I don't have Facebook on my phone or I don't have right. whatever. If they feel like they can't handle, you know, I know for me, I have to use social media a lot for work, but what I do is I will time it. So I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go on Instagram today and I'm going to be engaging with my followers and stuff, which a lot of who have become clients, but I'll set you know, a 20 minute time limit so that I'm not on there for hours. Right. I love Instagram and I could easily be on there for hours. <laughs> you really can. What's good, I try to use Instagram like, in, well, Instagram you do have to use during day. For Facebook and things like that, I use like 
tweet deck or coke schedule to schedule out yes. things mm-hmm. and that makes it a lot easier for me to do it whenever I'm up so if I can do that when I'm not at the computer like actively working on a project that's fantastic if I can do it in the middle of the night when I don't sleep I would prefer yeah. that just because I don't my business is not quantified mostly on social media social media usage it's my side projects that are and that's important to do during the day but when it comes to our personal like branding agency we don't really get clients from facebook but it's important yeah. to have it so we just i just make sure to schedule that information when it's so not for me it's just been the opposite because like i definitely built like i built my photography business on facebook right like, that's the day when before the ad situation became like a disaster basically like you <laughs> could just go on and post and it, you know and everybody saw it yeah, things showed up more organically and in real time back then. Um, and so I built like my business on Facebook and then with doing consulting and branding and all that, like I've been doing a lot of that through social media and then equal and forever is all social media because it's, you know, a wedding blog. So it's, it's basically, I do more social media than anything else, but I do find that like, I love to schedule through TweetDeck. I love that I can schedule directly through Facebook and I also use Buffer and Cloud. Yeah. So, like, two of my favorite apps to use for scheduling stuff. Um, and, of course, Instagram is, like, the only thing you can't schedule right now in real time. So, um, Well, you can on Hootsuite, which we learned. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like Hootsuite because, and I said this, I just spoke at I've used them in the past, but, like, camp. I haven't been using them probably. Yeah, I don't. So. I just didn't like the interface, and it was very clunky. And now it's completely different. It's very, like... Okay, so that's why, but they do schedule. They're, I think, the only person that schedules Instagram right now in terms of having multiple social media services, but they don't schedule Pinterest, which is something that CoSchedule does, which I love CoSchedule, even though it's a paid app because it integrates into WordPress. All of our sites are built on WordPress. My clients all use WordPress, and I also do social media for my clients, so it's easier for me to just log into WordPress and schedule things than to have to find an outside app because I'm already in WordPress anyway in the back end, so I might as well just be useful while I'm there. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, for me, what I normally do is I do pre-schedule a lot, and then I have certain times a day that I go in that are already mapped out in my, you know, schedule, and I'll go in for 10 minutes here, 20 minutes here on different platforms depending on, you know, which ones are more active at certain times a day. So, I definitely feel like, you know, social media is important, but you just have to make sure, do not be on Facebook all day, finding all your people that you went to high school with. Like, it's not going to better your business. And I know, like, I I hear people with, like, regular jobs who are the type of people who are like, oh, my God, I hate my job. My job is so boring, blah, blah, blah. And those are, like, a lot of the people that are, like, on Facebook all day. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. If you hate your job and you're at a company you don't care and you want to be on Facebook, like whatever, do you, but when you own a business, that time that you're spending doing nonsense on Facebook is time that you can't get back to put into your business. And what I always try to explain to people is like, if you have a regular job and you show up and you just don't really put in the work that day, you're still going to get a paycheck. Like you, you know what I mean? Like your hourly or your salary, like you're going to get paid regardless. But if you're an entrepreneur, you need to put in the work to be paid. So there's no, you know, let me go spend 30 minutes on Facebook every day doing nonsense. Like unless you're taking that out of your personal time later, which I highly recommend spending that time doing something else because it's (laughs) honestly, it's a waste. You know what I mean? Like connect with somebody, pick up a phone or email someone at least like do something that's a little more constructive than spending that amount of time on Facebook, limit your, limit your Facebook time. Like Facebook is fun, but it's, it gets out of hand for some people. They're on there like all day posting, you know, nonstop. It's yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's another kind of like time suck for some people. I know that like for me personally, I try to check my email twice a day and I know it depends on what someone's job is. Like my brother works for moveon.org. He has to have his email open yeah, on I, like him, I have to have my email open just because I manage things for so many different clients. And so yeah, if a fire so, pops up and I'm not aware of it, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> yeah. So you need it all day. Yep. So, like, how do you, as far as, like, having your email open all day, how do you, like, manage to, like, not keep that distracted? If it's, like, a certain email, do you just say... I'm not going to handle that right now. Like, Yeah, is, I'm really good at, again, that takes time because it's hard to know what's a waste of time versus what's not a waste of time. I get a lot of confirmation emails because I work with um, companies or organizations that use a lot of different groups. 
That makes sense. Yeah, so it's just important for me to know, like, okay, we're having a meeting at 2 o'clock. I don't need to reply to that email. I just need to read it. And then what's great about having my super nifty Android phone is that I take the date and I just add it to my Google Calendar so I can just hover over the date in the email, add to calendar. I can do it in Gmail if I have the web browser open and it's already on my Google Calendar so there's no excuses for me to forget it. And so I have a lot of last minute changes sometimes with meetings, which is fine because they're clients who are local. They're very close. And we're very, we've been working together for six years so we have a very flexible relationship it's a little different when you work with someone who's brand new. You need to make sure that you keep those dates locked and locked. Um, but uh, I just don't check my email as often. I check emails as they come in when they come in from people that are, you know, imperative people. So if I know somebody's important and they send me an email and the subject line is like, help, something's broken. <laughs> and I should look into it and then I will see how my day is going. I won't disrupt my day for it, but if I have availability to work on it and I can switch things around, which is why I like visualizing my calendar so I can visually see what can be moved and what's not important, I can do that. But I don't, I'm not obsessed with replying to emails. I don't send very lengthy replies, which is important because if yeah. you send a lengthy reply to every email, you will spend three hours on emails. I'm, I don't, I mean, I get a lot of emails, but I just know what not to reply to. <laughs> it's just important I would say for me, like, I check email in the mornings, and then I check it again in the evenings. And especially for Equal and Forever, I have a lot of, like, template type of Yeah, emails. the like, like, response that, message. Like, I'll look and say, in. okay, these five emails are all kind of going to be in the same realm of like what I'm responding to. So I have a temp like templates for different areas. So basically I pull up my email and I pull up all my templates. So I'm just like ready to go. And yeah. then I like attack it for like 45 minutes to an yeah. hour. The Gmail like, oh. plugin canned response is just something that you put in all those templates. And so whenever you get an email that you have a template response to, you just click the can respond button and it responds yep. with that little message. And then you don't have to waste time because there's so many, especially when you have a product or even a service-based business, you get a lot of inquiries about things, and oh you don't God, have time definitely. to respond. And I feel like a lot of those just turn into nothing. That's just the reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of them do turn into sales and great clients, but a lot of them are just, hey, yeah. I'm kind of like trying to figure something right. out. I'm trying I'm to see. For I'm kind of you know testing the waters. So it's like you can't necessarily. Now, I will say, like, with photography, back when I did weddings and families, if I saw, like, I had obviously just, like, a, a response ready to go for when somebody would email me about weddings. But if I saw that they already put details in there in which I yeah. loved, then I would go out of my way and be like, for example, somebody was like, oh, you know, we really want to do a Harry Potter engagement, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my ideal client because <laughs> they love Harry Potter. Like, based on... If you love Harry Potter, you are my ideal client, pretty much. Yeah. So I was like, based on that, I was like, oh my god, I love them. So of course, I threw in my regular response, but then I went in and added things to make it right. personal. Like you can do that, and it makes it so much faster. But you can still keep it personal, and you know, I normally what I try to do is I collect details in that first email. Yep. And especially like now with like consulting, it's like okay, before I take you on as a client, like let's learn about your business or your business to be. And let's kind of see if we'd be a good fit. And so that first email is very just, it's the same thing for everyone, but it's just kind of getting to know like, are, is it, should we even go on from here basically? Right. Yeah. And then when I respond to that one, normally it's a little bit more personal and you know, then we take it from there. Right. We use a CRM, which is something that you use just to manage your contacts and um, upcoming like potential leads and things like that. So whenever we get a inquiry email, we set up a new lead and we'll put in information and details about the email and then we'll schedule a call because it is almost a waste of time to do what we do when it comes to branding and delivering design work or websites to do it via email for us because most of our clients are local. So we could just call them 99% of the time, which works out a lot better to me than doing those details over email because the websites that we do are a lot more like they're lengthier builds. So we'll do a phone call or a Skype call and we'll get all of the more details and see if they're a fit. And from there, most of the time, we're able to just go into the discovery phase and then book the project deposit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But having a CRM that lets me know, like, and that lets my husband know when he logs in and I say, hey, we had so-and-so send out an inquiry. Could you please call them, follow them up with this call? And this is the details it's in the CRM. Check it out. 
which is awesome. So I love that. Well, and I was going to say, one more thing that I really want to talk about as far as time management um, is basically there's this kind of debate around multitasking. It's like there's so many people that are like, okay, multitasking is wonderful. You can get multiple things done. Like, it's so great. And there's another group of people that are like, multitasking is evil. Like, you should only focus on one thing at one time if you want to be, you know, efficient in it and whatnot. So kind of where do you fall on that? Like, do you think, like, are you a multitasker or do you prefer (laughs) to, like, just handle one thing at a time? David and I have this, like, debate all the time because he's not a multitasker. (laughs) And I think men mostly are not multitaskers just from nature. I think that's just how they're built. Depends on the person. I am. That's just because I've always had to be. And when you have a child, I don't feel like there's an option not to be. Um, You almost always have to be doing 90 things at one time with um, having a business as well. I do know how to focus while I'm multitasking. So I'm not texting and driving where you are. That's dangerous. But when I'm like doing a podcast and right now I'm taking notes on something else, which I'm being, I'm being like, I'm here. I'm present. I understand what's happening. I'm writing down notes for the podcast as well as this email that I'm getting that regards a meeting tonight. Um, So it's just to me, I can't live doing one thing at a time, just focusing on one thing because I would go insane. I have to know that I'm doing mul- I have to be doing multiple things at once because I just like accomplishing. Like I can see the level of accomplishments I've gotten doing one thing because I've worked for companies that really want you to focus on one doing one thing and they're very you know imperative. I'm like, this is the methodology we use and do one thing at a time, and I've done it. And my productivity levels were very, very low. So I just know what works for me. But it doesn't work for everybody. I think there are just people who need to do things differently. Let's say, I feel like for me, I'm kind of like a little bit of both. And it definitely just depends on what I'm doing. So, for example, for anything editing, like when I would be editing a wedding, I would definitely multitask because just sitting there editing a wedding for that long, like you get bored out of your mind. So like I'd either be listening to like a podcast that's like, you know, helping me grow my business or, you know, talking to somebody about something or, you know, just something else besides just editing picture after picture after picture. Um, And then with equal and forever, like when I'm doing as far as like the actual blogging is, you know, it's a lot of like, okay, I'm organizing these pictures, whatever. Like, I can kind of do that and do other things at the same time. But for me, the areas where I really have to focus if I want to be, like, efficient, I have to, like, get into my email and, like, only be in my email. Like, I can't have – like, I'm one of those people that if you start talking or if I hear a song while I'm typing, I just type the words that I hear (laughs) as opposed to, like, typing what I'm actually trying to type. So I'm like, I can't have any noise when I'm, like, doing my email. Like, that just has to be, like, a quiet zone. And then also, like, when I'm writing out stuff for consulting, like, when I'm planning meetings ahead, especially, like, when I'm doing in-person meetings or Skype meetings with clients, like, I have to, when I'm prepping those notes, I have to have nothing else going on. It has to be completely quiet so that I can, like, get my thoughts organized for it. So I definitely see both sides. Like, I can see where Dave's coming from. I can see where you're coming from. I definitely, I agree, though, like, what you said. Like, it just really depends on the person, and it really depends on what what they're doing I guess and then just also like how they kind of work like I know a lot of people like to be really 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 busy and then there's other people that are like oh my god this is stressful like let me just on one thing at a time and I think that like you and David are both incredibly efficient but just in completely different ways I guess yeah and I think developers more so because he does a lot more development they are more like do one thing at a time because you have to because if you don't then you kind of mess up a site and that's not okay. So when I'm developing, yes, I do do that. Like, I do listen to podcasts, too. I can't not work. Like, I can't work and not listen to a podcast. I need information to be building yeah. up in my brain all the time. I used to listen to music a lot when I worked, like, a normal job. But then I realized that wasn't helping me learn anything. I was just relearning the lyrics to songs I already knew. So having podcasts has definitely helped me come up with different business ideas or encouraged me to do new things. It encouraged me to start a podcast. So. Yeah, I definitely do music still, but I also, I do podcasts more. Like I do music when I'm kind of like stuck in like a boring task. Yeah. And oh my God, I got to get through this. And I will definitely do music yeah. then, but I, I love, I love listening to podcasts. Yeah. If I'm writing a blog post and I'm stuck in a place, then I'll put on music as opposed yeah. to... 
a podcast because the words just start to, like you said, like they start to jumble up a little bit. And I'm not being attentive to the podcast at that point. I'm just frustrated because I can't come up with words to write in my blog. Well, let's say, and like for me, if I'm like bored, I like listen to something that's like really just fun and happy because I always get like my hour of music when I work out. So I'm like, okay, I get my music fixed right. every day, but I need like something like sometimes it's just like, oh my God, I've been sitting at my desk forever. I need something to where it just makes me want to like jump out of my seat and like run around and have a mini concert. So I do that. Sometimes you need to manage your time by jumping around and having a mini concert. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever works best for you. It just it is all experience and it's all learning about yourself and how your clients work and how you work. It just takes time to invest in yourself to know how that works for you. Because if you don't understand how you are as a person, you can't manage your time correctly. You will be using methods that don't work for you. So true. So now we have this fancy new website that Angel made us, and it is at www.heartandhustlepodcast.com. So I want you guys to go check it out and let us know what you think. And um, if you have any great tips for time management, we would love to hear them. I feel like it's, you know, like we said, it's just an ongoing process. You're always learning new things. Um, You can always benefit, you know, from learning what someone else is doing and see if that works for you. So you can reach out to us um, on Instagram or Facebook. We're at Heart and Hustle Podcast. Or on Twitter, we are at Heart Hustle Pod. And um, if you write anything or share anything and you want us to see it, go ahead and hashtag Boss So Hard. And you can find us on the Boss So Hard hashtag. We'll be on there every day sharing stuff from us as well. So Totally. That's our favorite thing. It's our hashtag. Boss it's great. So, so use it every day of your life. I'm really making a shirt that says that. Yeah. Like, no, I totally already thought about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's going to be like my Christmas present to myself. Like I was working out in the gym like a few weeks ago and I was like listening to Jay-Z and Kanye, which is pretty much what I listen out to when, when I work, when I do weights. And that song came on and I was like switching the lyrics up in my head and I was like, oh my God. And I had to open my notes section and write it out and then, like, tell Angel immediately. And, of course, she was like, oh, my God, that's amazing because we have, like, the same brain. Um, so, yeah, boss so hard. It's amazing. Hashtag it, spread the word, share it, you know, do all that good stuff. Yeah. Reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear from you guys. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.